0: Welcome to a one-size-fits-all podcast where we talk a little about everything and a whole lot of nothing. We're your hosts Chris and Rachel. Today on episode four we're going to talk about the generics of autism.
1: Autism? What? All right well do you know what autism is? I have no idea. Um do you know anyone who's autistic?
0: Ah, uh, apparently I do.
1: <laughs> you do? You know a couple of them actually.
0: I yeah i do
1: (laughs) all right well we're here to kind of just give you some ins and outs of what we've learned and what we know and to share our experience with you in the world of autism so that's our goal today
0: all right let's let's get on with it let's
1: dive into it like a pool go swimming it is hot outside today it is you want to go swimming oh we don't have a pool i'm
0: gonna send you over to the mucky pond next door
1: that does not sound delightful no. All right. All right. We'll do a podcast instead.
0: All right. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> All right. So we're going to start by just telling you what autism is and what it is not. So autism is known by a common phrase of ASDs, autism spectrum disorder. So if you ever hear of that their kid has ASD. That's what it stands for, Autism Spectrum Disorder. It used to be that they would clarify what type of autism you had. We had Asperger's syndrome, and then there were levels of autism, but now it's all just one encampment I'm, under ASD.
0: I'm not used to the Asperger's being autism. I, to me, it's two separate things.
1: It kind of is, but the more over the years I've learned about it, I, there's still a lot of similarities, so I understand why they include it now. But yeah, so it used to be you were diagnosed with either autism or Asperger's, but now you just got diagnosed with ASD. Okay. Okay. Um, So that's essentially the generics of what it is. Now, I'm gonna tell you that a lot of you probably think of autism, and if you don't know of anybody, a lot of people come to me and say, well, I know autism because I've seen it on TV. You watch shows like The Big Bang Theory, Young Sheldon, The Good Doctor.
0: Uh, Rain Man.
1: Rain Man the movie, and that's what their perception of autism is like. But that's not typical, actually. That Those are actually rare occurrences of autism. Not everybody who has autism is a Rain Man that can drop matches and tell you how many are in the box. That's actually not that common. That's what they call a, a savant, right? Somebody who can just do those things.
0: That would be awesome.
1: That would be, that'd be like awesome autism.
0: See, this is not a problem. This is superpowers.
1: It is a superpower. That's it really what is. I've told my kid for years. He's got a superpower. So, but that's our mentality is from shows like that. We, we picture those people we see on TV with that ailment, and we assume that that's what every person with autism is like. And that's not true. So clear that out of your mind. Yes, some people are genius level with autism, right? Young Sheldon, who... Went to college at the age of like 10 right there are those out there who do that but then there are those who are more severely autistic who cannot feed themselves or have you know other issues that you know harness that or they can't handle you know certain types of noises or lights or things like that so there's that's why it's called autism spectrum disorder Uh-huh, see what i did there
0: it's a scale
1: it is it's a rainbow there's a whole spectrum of things within pretty that. So, that's the first thing I wanted to address, is just to clarify that, because that's a common misconception. It's a common thing we think of, is what we see portrayed in television and film.
0: So, well, I'm definitely not Rain Man. That would be cool. I I think I would say I'm more young Sheldon, but I didn't go to college at 10 either.
1: Uh, I would say, if anything, you're more like the Sheldon Cooper in The Big Bang Theory. When he grew up, you have a lot more of those tenet, you know, tendencies right. than what he is in the young Sheldon. But that's so, a good thing, right? Not quite. <laughs> okay. Um, not a big fan of that show, but I digress. So, autism is not something that you can see in somebody physically. You have somebody like, let's say, with Down syndrome. You usually can tell by looking at someone whether or not they have Down syndrome. It's shown in their face. I just had a Down syndrome kid this summer at camp. I can clearly tell she has Down syndrome. She was sweet. She was awesome in class, by the way, better than some of the quote-unquote normal kids. But I can tell that she had Down syndrome. It was obvious. Autism does not always present itself that way. There are certain things that you can see. They tend not to look into your eyes so much they tend to kind of be in their own little world, things like that. So there are markers, if you would, that kind of you might pick up on, but to just look at someone's physical form, you cannot always tell that that person's autistic.
0: I'm totally handsome still.
1: Yes, you are very handsome. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Struck your ego a little. (laughs) Injured. Okay, so, (laughs) you throw me off.
0: That's okay, I can cut it out if you really need to. No,
1: it's fine. Okay, so autism is a very interesting kind of disorder. Um, the best way I could phrase it from everything I've learned over the years is that it's primarily mental. I'm mental. You are mental. You can say that and, and it would be true. There you go. It's not a physical ailment, although they can have that too, but it is primarily a mental, they would right. call it a mental malfunction, but it's not necessarily a malfunction. It's just more like it's wired differently, right? And so it's yeah. kind of like having two different types of electricity. I have I have eighty watts going through my brain, and you have one hundred and twenty. So it's a different kind of electricity going through our brains.
0: It's AC DC.
1: Oh, rock voltage. on! I don't like the band. So oh,
0: much. Uh, well, both. No, I, I'm talking. <laughs> to, I was making a voltage reference, an electricity reference but I also like it. Don't they have a
1: a CD called High Voltage?
0: Yes, yes they do. I
1: remember that from back in the day. Wow. I just just got it. I just got
0: that. Boom!
1: Right over my head. That's what happens when you're short.
0: Now, okay, so full disclosure too, this is actually our second take, so there's some things that I do want to point out here. (laughs) I am self-diagnosed here. Nobody's ever diagnosed me formally with Asperger's, autism, nothing. Now, our son has been formally diagnosed with Asperger's Mm -hmm. he's just like me we think the same it's obvious if I
1: was if I was a doctor or played one on tv I would diagnose you with ASD in a heartbeat because I see so much similarity between you and Christian it's scary people it is really scary so when when I'm home with both of them it's like double trouble it's crazy
0: right all right so back to voltage here so they they call it a meltdown. I call it going crazy. I You know, I it really is. It, it's uncontrollable. These meltdowns. We had an issue last night with our son. We did. And he absolutely had a meltdown. I, to you, it's something totally trivial.
1: Well, yeah, and I think that that's the biggest thing that I could ever teach someone who was not in that world is that... The things that cause meltdowns, and not every person on the spectrum has meltdowns, by the way. I see some who are completely just taken away from that, and they're not like that at all. But when they have meltdowns, it's usually something that to us, quote-unquote, air quotes here, normal people.
0: I think the term that they used. I read a book. Well, not read. I listened to a book.
1: Yeah, yeah, you don't read. Yeah,
0: I don't read. Yeah. Well, I, I know how to read. I didn't, I
1: wasn't inferring that. Okay,
0: yeah, no. But now but, that you mention it. Uh, yeah, I, I'd rather not. Anyways, <laughs> I think they refer to quote-unquote normal people. I think I'm the normal one and y'all are weird, but they <laughs> refer to you as neurotypical.
1: That's correct. And that, right. And so you're neurodiverse.
0: If you say so.
1: I do. I read. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) So the meltdowns, getting back to that, okay? So everyone on the spectrum, usually not everyone, but it's common to have meltdowns. The meltdowns that occur to us who are not on the spectrum, usually those things that cause the meltdowns to us seem extremely trivial and sometimes even stupid. Like it just is not rational it does not make any sense how this tiny insignificant moment or thing causes our whole world just to stop
0: right and once it starts you have to let it play out
1: yeah and i think that's the hardest part um a couple instances i'll give you for one in one small scale when our son was very little i think three or four he had fallen asleep in the back car back of the car Um, and we're driving around. It was a pretty day. And Chris was like, Hey, let's go to the zoo. Like, well, he's still napping, but when he wakes up, we'll just take him. So we pulled into the zoo. He was still napping. He woke up and we're like, Hey, we're at the zoo. We thought we'd go to the zoo. And he lost it.
0: it. Flipped.
1: He flipped. He's like, I'm not getting out of the car and you can't make me because you didn't tell me we were coming to the zoo. I didn't know that was part of our schedule. I'm not going.
0: Right. And he was firm about it.
1: Even at like the age of four.
0: I think I probably still drug him out.
1: No, we did not. No,
0: we didn't. We did not. Okay. We,
1: we sat there for a while and we talked about it, but we did not. Now we have since done that because trying to teach him that he has to learn to adjust and to overcome.
0: Well, and I, I think that's the benefits of me not being diagnosed early on. I, I'm still not technically diagnosed, but I had to adapt to whatever the world wanted me to do. I had to learn to just go with it. Yes, I still had my meltdowns. We didn't ever call it a meltdown. We just thought, man, that kid—it's kind of weird, you know? Or, oh, like, why, see it. why is my kid so emotional? Because I use my emotion, it would just come out and crying all the time. Some t- anger once I got teenage and stuff, but
1: yeah, it was more of that. an
0: emotional crying. I still have that to this day. Occasionally, I'll have a meltdown like that. And, it, it just comes out and crying, and nobody knew at all, or even went down that line of thinking.
1: Well, and when we were growing up, it wasn't as common as a diagnosis, even what it has become now.
0: Right? Yeah, and I think sometimes it gets diagnosed when it's not necessarily there, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, that goes diagnosis. with everything. And that's everything
0: know, these days
1: in the medical field. Um,
0: But I totally understand the uncontrollable aspect of it, and that's something you don't and. We talk about like it's a circuitry you got to finish the circuit got to get through the light bulb, right? You know before and you have to let it play out you I, I think you have a instance of when you took him to the doctor and you explained this to the doctor early on and He yeah,
1: so Christian would self-harm himself and not again. Not every autistic person does that That was one of the big markers for me that told me something was wrong He would sometimes like take his dinner plate and hit himself with it or hit his head on the wall and i when i talked to the pediatrician about it and he he just looked right at me i told him i already suspected it was autism and he just told me he goes next time it happens i want you to do something for me and i said okay doc what he said don't stop it and i just kind of stopped him, like excuse me like my kid's physically hurting himself and you want me to let him do that like that's not a good mother thing to tell a mother that's not good and he goes well look at it like this If it is autism, let me explain to you how the brain works. He goes, it's kind of like electricity. Once that moment happens where that flip, that switch gets flipped in their brain, they have to run the whole circuit. And when you pull his hands back to stop him from hurting himself, you stop the circuit. And he has to start it all back over again because he doesn't feel like he completed what he set out to do. That's just how it works. Does that make sense to you? Uh,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it is uncontrollable when i get to that point whatever it is if i'm having a meltdown i know logically that this is the wrong reaction this is the wrong outward expression for whatever i'm feeling but that doesn't matter what i logically know it's what my brain tells me to do i guess you know Uh, and however it comes out physically it it truly is uncontrollable
1: i mean i I guess it's hard for me because I am so not anywhere in that list of the spectrum, right? And sometimes I sit there and when our son has had these meltdowns over the years and things like that, and I'm just like, just knock it off. Like some, you know, as as us outsiders, it sometimes seems overdone and over the top and just ridiculous. <laughs>
0: yeah, but we're not trying to be ridiculous. And that's we're just trying to express emotions we usually don't have um, we don't have empathy we don't have the normal emotions yeah
1: you guys do not have that y'all
0: neurotypical people have <laughs> i'm never again saying normal though <laughs> um and so we have to express ourselves somehow eventually we all have that breaking point you yeah. have that breaking point sure. for emotions and Now we can learn to control. And I think that's something I've done over the years, just having to deal with life. I've learned to hold on and not allow the meltdown to occur. But if it does occur, it's out of my control at that point.
1: Yeah, but I mean, there's been instances over our 21 years of being together that I've definitely seen what I would now classify as a meltdown happen. And you just, it's ridiculous. I mean, even just looking back, especially in our teenage years, you know, that there there were some things I'm just like, really?
0: Right, you know yeah, I mean? and, and me, logically, I know this. Okay. I, but I yeah, it's just
1: how self-aware. your wiring is done.
0: Yeah, I'm self-aware, but it's the same thing. You watch a movie, like yesterday was 9-11 and we're watching- um,
1: United 93.
0: Yeah, we watched that about that and it's an emotional thing and you, can't control the tears
1: well i cried that was a tough one
0: right so those tears now that's quote unquote normal to have tears watching a movie like that right that's all it is for us it's our tears whether they're tears or anger or hitting our head against the wall you know
1: that's like your outlet is bad
0: that, that is our outward expression of emotion interesting but it goes on longer. Like you sometimes, if you start crying, you might be able to kind of pick yourself up and and control that. We cannot.
1: Yeah, so like it it is. I mean, it's just the current in your brain is running and sometimes that current lasts a long time and it's going through its circuitry and and it has to run its course for it to complete.
0: Once it starts going downhill, that slide starts going downhill. Mm -hmm. It's got to get to the end until it either hits a tree or jumps (laughs) off a cliff or we land safely sometimes. The idea is trying to get the meltdown to land safely. And that's the key. Sometimes I am self-aware enough these days that I can kind of guide that sled a little bit, right? And kind of guide it away from the tree, kind of guide it away from the cliff you know, and really destroy the world around me, right? I don't want that. Absolutely don't want to harm anybody, myself or anything for that matter, you know, when it comes out in anger or I don't want to look a fool as this grown bearded man just bawling <laughs> my eyes out over something that's absolutely ridiculous.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. Crying's okay. It's nothing wrong seeing a grown man cry, by the way.
0: Right, but when it's because I lost something in a video game, that's excessive, right?
1: Yes. Right, yes. exactly. You but know. it was okay at our wedding. I just want that said. Right. You, or, that was good to cry at our wedding.
0: <laughs> there you go. He and
1: cried. I did not. I just want that said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so who's the weird one now? <laughs>
1: You. Um, so <laughs> I'll take that. All right. So, autism presents a lot of things. It presents a lot of ups and downs. I will say, over our years raising our son, we have had a lot of ups and a lot of downs with him over the years. I would say wh- the biggest thing from our personal experience I've taken away is that you learn what those triggers are a little bit and so one of the things i will tell you is when our kid was growing up he hated the happy birthday song he hates that song with a passion
0: and even we just had a birthday party gathering for him yes and you were going to respect him and yep. not sing and we went to a restaurant because
1: he asked do not tell you're anyone right. the restaurant
0: now me since i have the same thing as him i just want to twist the knife
1: you're such a bad parent I. I, I <laughs>
0: somebody's got to be as bully when he's homeschooled
1: <laughs> right? i don't think that was my purpose
0: here <laughs> but like to me it's like dude i had to deal with this you're gonna deal with it so you can learn how to react and and let those breakdowns happen
1: yes but I, in the middle of the mexican restaurant's not the best point for that
0: well when is
1: i get that it, but you can also limit that and i think I, that there's there's a, a fineness to that yeah
0: i suppose it's kind of like how do you teach a kid to swim do you just throw them in and let them swim i've heard plenty no. of parents say that
1: what happened to you uh,
0: yeah i just sank but that's <laughs> you know but but no i've heard plenty of parents say that and their kid goes off and starts swimming right and you just said no don't do that
1: no teach him to swim
0: right okay. teach them to swim so yeah you know, i think there's a mentality now when i see a breakdown happen or a meltdown i guess um such as last night I'm sitting back, and I got my popcorn in my hand, right? <laughs> I, I'm just sitting back enjoying the show.
1: <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> so, and
0: it, it, now I do kind of feel like I want it to stop because, for one, it's annoying. I want to watch my movie.
1: Right. We were all set to watch this in-depth movie right. to commemorate the day. But
0: at another point, I totally understand, as ridiculous as the reason is, right? I understand that it's a meltdown. He's going to do what he does, and we'll move on after that.
1: And the thing is about meltdowns is that once he got through it all, and after, what, 25 minutes of this round and round we went, like a crazy ride, when it was done and we finally started watching the movie, you almost forget about it because you go on about your things and and, and it kind of goes by the wayside. Um, I will say, too, is that the older our son has got, because I knew at such an early age, I mean, I knew when he was like nine months, so I've always treated him with autism. But the older he's gotten, the more we've kind of shown him these moments. And I think that's the perk of having a diagnosis and knowing that is because I can show him, here's what you're doing and here's how we can better it. Right? And and there is a perk at knowing that that's where you're at.
0: Well, right. Now, there is a difference, though. There's still consequences.
1: Oh, absolutely. For
0: your meltdown, you start throwing things around my house, you're going to be punished. You
1: act like a fool, you get treated like a right. fool. Right. Don't act a fool. Right
0: so there's still consequences so don't get me wrong i'm sitting back watching it happen i know there's consequences coming from him because i'm the dad i get to make these choice these consequences You're
1: a little excited about that i really was <laughs>
0: um but you know and then we we figure that out and we go on now he has miniature meltdowns in the consequence right and that comes out and and things You know, it it just, it spirals on, and I'm not good at that. I just twist the knife further and further.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's what you should do.
0: But, but over the years, the next time, he knows dad might just take something away instantly. So you start to try to control before that meltdown.
1: Sometimes. I think it's also hard because of exactly what you said. It does become uncontrollable. They're not reasonable right you you're just in your own little world your own little bubble kind of and nothing's going to make sense and nothing you're not going to agree to the person opposite you just because of the fact they're opposite of you in that moment
0: yeah i'm not good at it either because my way is the right way so just listen to me no and he's not going to listen to me in a (laughs) meltdown so you know it's great listening to the
1: two of you though because you are so alike so it's quite funny actually
0: yeah and usually once we're done with the meltdown both of us really and it's exhausting right once we're done then we talk it out now he feels that i can understand him better than you and i communicate whatever it is whatever our punishment we decide to do i think he respects me on that i don't think he necessarily respects you
1: well i think a lot of that is because that there is there's obviously a connection between you and him um you know they say autism is not genetic uh, but I gotta tell you
0: it absolutely my is. kid is
1: a carbon copy it, but this, this
0: this is exactly why and this is a bigger topic but the medical field in general just because a doctor says something doesn't, make, doesn't, it doesn't make it right. Yeah you know and that goes with anything and everything. There is special circumstance it goes back to another podcast we did zero tolerance.
1: yeah
0: no like every every circumstance in life, has something a little different, and that's the same way with autism. Autism and autistic people. Yes. Okay. So. Not
1: artistic, uh, but autistic.
0: Yeah. Well, some are are. I can't. That thing. <laughs> some They're are creative.
1: Artistic. Yes.
0: And <laughs> some are not. Um. So. That's autism can be this huge. Spectrum's huge range, huge yeah. scale from one extreme to the other. Most are in between somewhere. I'm completely what well, you would call functional. Oh, yeah. Like, well, like
1: our kid is, is classified as a high-function Asperger syndrome. Right. Okay, because that was just before they put everything into the ASD moment. So he's actually Asperger syndrome. I would classify you in the same way. After all the reading and research I've done, I would say you fall in that same category. High-functioning, meaning that they can pretty much do everything us neurotypical people can do.
0: Neurotypical.
1: Neurotypical people can do, but they just are wired differently. And that's really the big key point of autism. They're just wired differently. For example, my kid needs black and white. Do not give him gray area. Don't. If you tell him something, he takes it as literal and he will run with it.
0: But what's funny about that, he was trying to negotiate a gray area in his punishment today
1: i know isn't that funny but right. yet he wants to know exactly what the punishment is and he wants to know clarifications of and if and you yet. just
0: hold firm he'll just go with it eventually most of the time um but it, it is funny that he likes to argue with that you know he still wants to argue he's st- oh i love to argue
1: must L- be a more things i don't i don't quite get that
0: i i love it Uh, Even if I agree with you, I'll still argue with you. I
1: know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Spent years of that. That's a whole nother discussion. Um, Okay, and I wanna say, I just finished reading a book a couple weeks ago.
0: No, really? (laughs) I know, it's Just one?
1: Me reading a book, well, that week. (laughs) So, um, excuse me, of a guy who, he was never diagnosed with autism. He saw the signs later in life, self-diagnosed himself, and it wasn't until he was in his middle thirties, but looking back, I mean, all the signs are there, like how he acted, how he saw the world. His, like he even said, he needed black and white. He had a hard time relating to his wife and his kids. Um, caused a lot of friction. And ironically, he is actually a professor and he teaches and he gets in front of students and does it. And he feels like that's his safe space, but everything outside of that is not so safe. But and he's a creative. He likes to draw and he likes to do poetry and stuff like that. So it's interesting to me, like I said, that you have just this wide variety. Um, Not everybody is is a Sheldon, you know, or a Rain Man moment. Most people with autism are just average people who just think a little different.
0: I'm smarter.
1: How do you figure that one?
0: I just always think I'm smarter than you.
1: Well, just thinking it doesn't make it true.
0: I think I'm smarter than you too, out there, listeners.
1: You can think it doesn't make it true. I think so. Yeah. Uh, um, That—that's
0: the difference too. I—I <laughs> I think that is an autism trait, from what I hear, is that we just feel that our way is the right way to think.
1: Well, your bubble is unless your you bubble. tell me unless yeah. you
0: tell me otherwise.
1: Yeah, and your bubble just seems perfection. I mean, it's that. Everything outside of that is just not correct.
0: Yeah, it's got to be right. I thought it.
1: No, that's not how that actually works.
0: <laughs> and emotions. Emotions lack of, are hard. A lack of empathy. I don't have empathy. I don't. I, I do. Like most people would think that I do. Or say that I do. But it's because I've calculated over the years.
1: Like a calculator?
0: Yeah, kind of. I've calculated how people respond when I say certain things or my tone of voice. I try to, or even eye contact.
1: Yeah, and that's a big thing for that's people. That's not
0: the natural for me to look people in the eye, but I do it all the time now.
1: But you, but that's a trained behavior you had to learn to overcome, Absolutely. Right, yeah, and that's a common thing with people on the spectrum is not looking people in the eye so much and things like that.
0: Uh, we're social gatherings, I'm drained afterwards. Because the whole time I'm calculating all kinds of things in my head, it's tiring.
1: Oh, I love social gatherings.
0: Yeah, like you, today we
1: had our neighbors and with their new baby over. It was so fun.
0: I'm already tired, and we got another one to go to tonight.
1: Ah, get excited, get a, <laughs> jolt of, get a jolt of caffeine in you. Yes. See, and
0: I can act excited. I'll I'll be fine. I'll talk to people. I'll they'll think I'm happy and just a go lucky guy. I kind of am but not for not like their me. not for their benefit or not to be friendly.
1: So you're just to a degree kind of playing a part.
0: I really am. Okay.
1: But that doesn't mean that you, like, you love me, even if it's not said maybe in the most caring way, but you genuinely have affection for me, right? I mean, but it doesn't always come out as the way I hear it, because I hear with women ears and you say things, in a man way, so it doesn't always calculate.
0: Right, I, I do care about you. I do love you. Oh, now thanks. the definition might be a little different. I think, hmm. but it's it is a a feeling for you. It is it's absolutely real. I want to see. I I want to have the best for you. I want you to be the best for us. There's a benefit to me for that too, right?
1: Right. Yeah, because you know we're married.
0: Right. So, yeah, but I I definitely wanted to touch on that. We're running out of time. I do love you.
1: Oh, thanks. I love you too.
0: If I tell you I like you out there, yeah, it could be either way.
1: (laughs) Take it as as you want.
0: I'm being polite. Exactly. I'm calculated. Know that doesn't make it wrong. We're all different.
1: So the, the end game here is when you, when you encounter someone with autism, treat them with love and respect like you would anybody else. Just remember to give them a little bit extra grace, and remember that we are all made in the image of God.
0: All right, and one size fits all, we're done.
1: Have a great day.